Okay. That's not what we were looking at last night, was it? Well, I'm a looking fellow, but uh, wasn't the, the other guy was made of uh, some strong metal? The top maybe made metal, and, and then the oh, can go. Oh, you think what we have last? Some are metal, some are ceramic, stone, whatever, but all the same. Idea. Okay, we'll see. Uh, Bensi's going to hear this tomorrow. We'll have him comment on the feet, but I, I, I don't think it's enough of a chilik. Because the feet look good. The fact that you can bend them, the real humans can bend their feet also. So uh, we'll see. You'll bring up the specimen when you come. Uh, okay. So everybody should have the main copy. And we set over the Shiloh we're going to be working on over the next couple of weeks. And the answer is going to be varied, I'll tell you that. And, and it's still going to be a Chiddush. It's, I don't have, and I haven't seen anybody say one answer fits all over here because there are only about four or five sugyas that say this heter l'islamid, and there's going to be a pretty fierce debate how far the heter goes. L'islamid is to learn to teach. The first Gemara we're going to see, aren't that many Gemaras on it, is going to talk about learning it to understand the sugya, but also to do other things as well. And we have to figure out why that should be a heter. So take a look. In your main copy, if you're on Zoom, the copy begins uh, the Gemara of Arazar Mem Gimel, and it's about 20 sheets or so. So, if you go to page 4, it's the Gemara in Menachus. And what's interesting is the fact that the, the tastes over here, which we will see, keep cross-referencing the same two or three sugyas, and each time it appears, there's some more detail, as we'll see. And if you look at uh, four lines from the top, So, in order to be a dying on the Sahedrin, you need Bali Chachma. That's Ma'akev, by the way. Without that, some of these attributes are Ma'alev, but they're not Ma'akev. The famous Ma'asev without Moshe. They asked about Bali Kaima. So Bali Kaima, my vantage point, I guess, is 6-1 and above. I don't know. Whatever the cutter point is, Ramosha uh, was not 6-1. He wasn't even almost 6-1. And uh, so he was worried. The famous mice was a pacemaker when he was worried about getting it. So most people were worried because Leilano, it's a bit of a dangerous procedure, especially back then. He said, no, I just want to make sure it doesn't make me a Baal Mum. Uh, maybe I'll be Zeichet, I'll be one of the smaller members of the Sanhedrin. So the Kasha on that Maisa, here you can ask a Kasha on the Maisa. The Kasha on the Maisa is, but he can't be a member of the Sanhedrin anyway. It says, Beferish over here, Baal Kaima. So it's pushed from the story and probably pushed without the story also. And the Gemara, you can not. Maybe the Gemara didn't say it's not Ma'ake, but what's the matter of the Baal Kaima? You look imposing. The Baal didn't come and it uh, scares them a little bit. So it's a mailah, and you could uh, show the chashivas of the people on the bench. You walk in, they put the seats higher, you ever go on a you know, court of law, they try to make it uh, look like the stature that it should have. Bali Mara is the same thing. That means um, tourist punim of, uh, of note. Uh, Bali Zikna, that Ramesh of the time he said it, would have been uh, certainly fine in that category. The problem is 
they also technically can't be too old because if they don't remember Tsar Gidlobanim, then they won't have enough Rachamim. So that's a Kashi in the other direction. Maybe he was too old. So stop me. That's not Makiv either. So first, you've got to find people fit the bill with Chachma, and then if you have all things being equal, you fill in the rest. Balik Shafim. And then there have to be people who, sounds like practice Shafim, doesn't fit with the rest of the category, uh, needless to say. So we'll come back to that in a moment. Yedin Shivim Lashin. And they have to know 70 languages, not all of them, just a couple of Danim. Shalote, Sajid, Shamas, and P.M. Turgaman. You need somebody who can hear the primary evidence in the Mamaloshan that they understand, and therefore somebody in the Sanhedrin has to understand it. Doesn't mean everybody in the Sanhedrin had to know Shivim Lashan. It's the context over here, by the way. We just finished with Purim and Pesach. If you look at the time of the Amma, it was about Mordechai, who knew many languages because he's the and the good thing is Bixen and Serish didn't know that. So they assumed uh, that he didn't understand. One of the famous Maskilim, that's one of the Rebbes in Europe, he says, you see, it's a riot from Mordechai, you got to study. There was a big, very contentious point of learning Russian or Polish or German as opposed to Yiddish. And they brought a riot from Mordechai. They said, no, fuck it. It was obvious that the Rabbonim didn't learn it because that's why Bixen and Zeresh were talking loud and they didn't have any concern. The Dichu is better than the Raya, <laughs> obviously. So, the reason they uh, ended up getting uh, exposed is because uh, Hashem put Mordechai there and Mordechai knew the Shivim Lanshot. Now, go back to Balik Shafim in Rashim. Balik Shafim, Shem Ye'anida and Mechashev, this is uh, quite a Chiddush. So, Tesis is going to say, I just want to read Rashi, and then Tesis, that's the way we don't read it, but Tesis is going to say, Balik Shaf, what you think it is, they have to know enough about Kishuf when they have a guy who's on trial for a capital crime of doing Kishuf. They have to know, is it real Kishuf? Is it sleight of the hand? Sleight of the hand is an Isser, but it's not Tuchimis. They have to know what they're doing. And the Chalukim are very dark. You'd be standing at a field, and all of a sudden he said, Abracadabra, and a thousand pumpkins would appear, You'd have to know, are these appearing like pumpkins, or did he really assemble pumpkins? How did he do it? So that's uh, hard to figure out. You have to really know the malacha. Taitz is going to suggest that. Rashi agrees with that, but he says something much more. He's uh, machashef, and um, he's under investigation and indicted for a different crime, let's say, one that gets Srefa, but they can try to give him Srefa, which, by the way, isn't Srefa as in a fire being burned to the stake. It's molten lead, but whatever it is, they're trying to give him the meat basically he deserves, and he's a machashef, and he's going to turn himself into a frog and leap away or something like that. So Rashi says, the, one of the Danim, at least, some of the Danim, have to know Kishuv, Yasehen Machshefes, Vimisu Bechalmisa Shiuchlu. So they should undo his Kishuv as he's trying to escape, and they should just zap him, whatever they can zap him with, even if it's not the Mises basin he's supposed to get. So I already know Kishuv, why can they get the Mises basin he's supposed to get? So Rashi says, that good, they don't have to be, but he's running away. So you've got to catch him. So zap him before he gets away. What's shot without this Rashi? What would you have said? If a guy is Chai Misa and they have him under arrest and they pronounce the sentence and they're about to kill him and he's escaping, 
So we have it on the Gemara. It says, Menayin, that you can kill him if he's escaping. You could shoot him if he's running away. So, and they have a drusha for that. So what's this? So this is, if you tried that already, bows and arrows and guns and everything, he's still escaping. So now what? So I says, you can use Kishuf to stop him dead in his tracks, literally and figuratively. Why should that be? Can you do Kishuf? If they can't stop him, he's running away. It's called Daniel Shachamad What are you going to do? Why are you allowed to do Kishuf? This is the race to fulfill the mitzvah on Basin. What? Well, there, well, he is running away, or he made himself into a frog, and they can't get the molten lead, they can't get him to open his mouth. Whatever it is, they can't accomplish the mitzvah. Basin. So it's a mitzvah. So they can't do the mitzvah, they don't do the mitzvah. What do we do in his derisa? That we usually call that a mitzvah above Avera. Why should they do Kishuf? You have a Luvan Esterich, and it's a circus morning, and you're about to do the Abraminim, you're all excited, and all of a sudden, somebody comes and grabs it away, and he's running away at top speed. And little does he know, you can turn him into a frog and he will drop those Abraminim very quickly. Are you allowed to do Kishuf to do the mitzvah of Abraminim? Of course not. Well, I would say, of course not. Maybe Rashi holds, yeah. Why should, you can't do any other Isser to do a mitzvah. Why should this be different? So you already see there's something going on over here. The Limud, it's going to Rashi, is not only that you have to know the Sugya so you can pask in the Din, which is important. You don't kill the wrong person, you give whoever's chai malchus, malchus, as part of a loss, you let him free, and if he's a chai you give him his basin. And Rashi says, no, it's enable you to enforce the law that you just passed and you can use your kishuv to make sure he doesn't get away with it. It's, we don't, we don't always use that. You have, something's inherent to the, uh, to the mitzvah, tzitzis, and you have to tie tzitzis, and this is the beggar you have. We say, we don't just say, every time we want to do something, and now we can't. Um, has to be be'idna. You'll say, this is be'idna. I'm, I'm not even sure, be'idna means it has to be the same exact time. Let's say they do Kishuf and they kill him. They weren't Makayim, Mrs. Bastin. He just didn't get away. It's interesting that Russia doesn't say that you can do Kishuf to undo his Kishuf so you can execute him. You can do Kishuf to kill him, which would be a key mitzvah. That, that's what I'm saying. Him. It's a key mitzvah because there's another Gemara that says, the Gemara asks, what if he's running away and you can't do that in Mrs. Bastin? How do you know kill him? And they dash in a Pesach. Kill him wherever you can kill him. So that's what they're doing. Once you're doing Kishuf already, if, if you're doing Kishuv, what difference does it make? Instead of undoing his Kishuv and getting back to normal and then bringing him, trying again and risking he's going to do something else and out to be Mechash of you, I think it's more direct to, if you're allowing Kishuv already, allow Kishuv to get rid of the guy. You're suggesting put it back to normal, but that might not work very long. We have some pretty amazing wild Meissim um, coming up where uh, there were some pretty good Mechashvim on one side and I, you know, it doesn't mean that you're going to win this, so the quicker the better. So you're saying the time they're doing the Kishuf is beidna to be Mekai and the Mises based in. I don't think this is where it's coming from. I'll think, uh, I'll think either during the Shear or overnight of another example where we wouldn't, there are all sorts of mitzvahs you could do and start doing Averas. We don't allow, even if it's beidna, We it's not your Geshef. Why do you have to it's not, Bastin has a general chiv to take care of things. If the guy's 
crafty and he's getting out of it, why should we start doing either a lav or it's not kishav as a chiyamisa? It's another problem. I'm not going to use Asa Dechalisa say for that, even though Sunni Vams is talking about originally uh, with Erva. But there, Tesis doesn't agree for this reason, Pashtus. It's a much bigger chiddush than the Gemara. The Gemara is saying that they have to know Kishuf, and Pashtus says they have to know it because they're dining on the case. Take a look at Tesis, Baldik Shafim, Pirish of Haigain. Now that you can do, you can beat the guy up. So if you have to, but that's different. That's inherent. A policeman is arresting somebody, he's resisting arrest. You, yeah, but that's easier. You have to come out to ask the that the inherent job of a policeman is to keep law and order. Yeah, I, I don't think it, you know, it's interesting. Both your both examples are are the both extremes. I don't think you need Asad over there. And by your case, uh, I don't think it'll be. A, that's inherent. That's what a shaiter does. I, uh, you're right. It is. It's layesa penyes. If you can't do more, but uh, that's inherent uh, in the job. So Taisa says, Pirishav Haigaim, they laid us a ding and Armin and Aisa Maisachai, because then I'm Potter. We'll see more about examples of those things. And it might look the same to a novice, but one's a Chiyav Daraisa, Chiyav Misa, one could be a law, one could be Potter Velasa. Hanat the Gamar, Rabbi Eliza, was Serif Arab Mises, and we will see this Gamar soon. Shani Shaina, Sholosh Meas, Alochas, Matias Kishum. Can you imagine? He had 300 details in. Gathering and planting in a barren field, kishum, kishuma gourds, pumpkins, cucumbers, pumpkins is, has more mystique to it. So you know, per the other chagas, uh, so they had some something with pumpkins, but it's not the jack o' lantern uh, issue. So call it what you want: cucumbers, gourds, pumpkins, and that was always the example they picked. He knew three hundred details. Our Belazar Gadol was so great and had so much Torah. You'll see in the context, he wanted to give it over, and the only person he told it to was Rabbi Kiva, once asked about it. So Rabbi Kiva had to know the details. So says, is to understand the Sogia and Pasch and the Din. doesn't mean to do it. Rashi says, no, you can actually use it. Question is, question is why? Go to the next page. Gets even more surprising. It's an extreme kapeda I'm not talking to and certainly learning from Apikorsim or Mechashvim, who often used it for enticing people for Avodah and the like. We'll touch this word in a moment. So Chayamisa is a serious, obviously, a serious critique of trying to Tell the fellow, don't be so smart, and you think you're not going to be rubbing off on him or from him. And you know, most people uh, think they can hang around with people. Uh, they'll be mashpi on them. They won't be mushpa. That's not so pashat. That's what this comes from. Which means he's not using the gifts that he has. He's not appreciating the bria. What is... We'll get back to that also, because that sounds like astrology, not just astronomy. Magushta, what is a Magushta? Ravishmo Khadamar Kharshi, Khadamar Gidufi. Take a look at Rashi straight across. Khadamar Kharshi Machashev, Khadamar Gutfi, Loshan Gidufim. Min, and Apikarius Haldigba Varazar Magadev Tamiris Hashem, Umesis Anashim La Varazar. So, that's what the word 
So obviously, Chaimisa is because he shouldn't be talking to him, shouldn't be hanging around with him, because the guy is a Chaiti Amachti and he's Magadiv Hashem and he's a Mesis. Because if he's just a regular one in the middle, Mechashef, but he's not out to convert people, he's not missionizing. Haksiv, and here it quotes our Pasuk. So how can you say the guy's Chaim Isa? It's mutter to learn from him. Where else are you going to learn Kishif, if not from the experts? So how can it be Chaim Isa? He's talking to the experts. He's trying to learn it. So it must be the answer is only on a Mesus and Magadev and Aduk and Avodah but a regular Machashev who's a master in his trade. If you're learning it for practical purposes, according to Tesis, the Paschal the Din, according to Rashi, maybe to carry out the Din. We'll see, there might be some other options also, which are even a bigger Chiddush. Testayim, it's a good Raya. This will impress the guy and show that in our Messiah we have Kula and a full understanding of the universe. Not our main sugya now, is a big tumult in the Achrainim, what does Gemara mean? Because the only way to impress the guy is using the stars to tell the future. That's a violation of Tam and so how can we do something again? It's a good example. It's, it's a little bit part of the story. It's like we're doing something that's normally also for the ulterior motive of just well, accomplishing. I would have liked to say that. That would be easier in the Gemara, but it's clear if you look at Rashi and the other over here, you're going to impress them, and it's not just you can impress them with scientific knowledge, but it's calling shots that didn't happen yet, and they focus on the weather using astrology, not astronomy, to tell them what the... Winter is going to be like, and what the uh, with accuracy, that's a violation of Tamimtiya, and the Achrenim discuss it. And there's, uh, I haven't seen any great answers. That you shouldn't be into it, and you shouldn't believe it yourself, and you should make decisions based on it. But you can just use it to impress them to show that you know all the secrets of the universe, even though you're not going to use it. Based on the psukim we saw yesterday, it's not a lav daraisa. It's a violation. It's a bitulase Tamimtiya. So if you're not doing it as a way of life to make all your decisions, and you're just doing it once in a while to impress them, okay, it's, it sounds like it's a slippery slope, though. But that would be the shot. What? Um, that you could do. That's, that's pure science. Right, so Mazal sounds like it's pure science, too. Mm, it is. Hashem built into science. the Bria, yes. Everything is a science. So is Kishu, by the way. Hashem built into the Bria these metaphysical laws, but there's a reason we call it metaphysical, metaphysical. as opposed to physical. Mazalus, I don't think it's metaphysical. Uh, it, 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 well, e- either don't have two categories. Everything's in the Bria. Hashem made everything. Yeah, but it's mechanics. Everything's mechanics. So is Abracadabra. Last time I turned the guy into a frog, he said, I can, anybody could do that. There's mechanics. Yeah, then he asked me to be let out. No, they're just dangerous characters. It's a, shady characters are created by the same Akash Baruch Hu. Everybody's under the same, uh, the same banner. There's a whole sugi about being mashpia shaydim. We'll see some of it here. And if you really know what you're doing, it's everything ends up being mechanics if you know what you're doing. Just 
certain mechanics work better than others. And um, there are people who claim that uh, through their powers of influence in Shemayim, they dive in and things blow up in Iran. And other people say it's just mechanics. Well, which is it? I'm not saying anybody did such a thing. But, uh, so answer is you've got to dive in very hard. And you also got to have uh, some sort of a shtadlis. Is that mechanics? It's not nice and nice. It's, uh, it's a nice that, if, it, if it's good for the Jews, I'm not saying it's not, if Jews had anything to do with it. But a lot of things happen that everything in the Bria, Kashbaruch HaSimah, may have to do the Shtadlis. You have to learn this. This is learning from a Mechashif. So the Gemara says, why aren't you allowed to do it? Of course you're allowed to do it. And then the Gemara says, and you should use it to impress them. This is not Kishuv, this is astrology, but still, we have a, it's a Tamtia. That means we're supposed to be knowledgeable enough to impress them, but we're not supposed to look into it ourselves. That's going to be a bit of a Yetzahar. So, I'm uh, hard to understand what shot in the last line is, but it's <coughs> not our direct concern right now. You see from here, the Gemara again uses it, the other Pashat. How can you say you can't talk to a Machashev? How are you going to learn the trade? So why don't you learn it if you're Rabbi Kiva and you're Tamar Rabbi Lezer? I have a better idea. Instead of going to a Machashev, it's probably an Akum who's probably Adok and also, and he's certainly not too firm. Why don't you just go to Rabbi Lezer? answer is, if you have a choice, learn it from Rabbi Lezer. Where did Rabbi Lezer learn it from? So it goes Rabbi Talmud back to Meish Rabbeinu and they had the whole Bria and the Maseira and they knew it al pi Kabbalah and the Chachmah of the Bria. But the Gemara says clearly over here, if you don't have access to somebody like that, you can go to a magician and learn it from him. But the Gemara assumes that's Dover Parshat. For what use? Again, so far we have Machalikas Rashi and Tesis. Go to the next page and you'll see the original Gemara of Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Kiva. Page 6 in your copies. The very dramatic Maisa here. Rabbi Lazar Gadol, if you recall, was very strong on his shitas, and that's fine before the Chorban. He was from the last of the Beishamei Talmidim, and as we know, Shammai Beishamai held their ground, and there was Beishamai Besul, and they had their opinions, and one didn't bow to the other one, even though there was a roiv. That machlik is how you count the roiv. Picture the pyramid, and Taisa says Beishamai had a higher cut. They were all brilliant, but Beishamai had a higher cut, and they claimed they were the roiv. Whatever it is, it worked for a long time. After the Chorban, the chop of going to Yavna and Rabbi Gamliel's insistence that we have one psak is because it's after the Chorban, and we can't afford this anymore. They, had, they were saving terror, they were saving Klaisal. They couldn't afford what looks like state terrors. They needed a central authority. And it was a bit of a tumult, but he got his way. Remember the Maestro Rabbi Yeshua? They made him stand up. He did that. Rabbi Yeshua was in Basil. But he did that because they didn't want anybody even privately keeping a, keeping a different psaac, keeping a chumrah. So, Lamaisa Rabbi Lezer didn't agree to the new system. He felt the change wasn't necessary and it's working until now. And they had to put him in Cherem. This is the first and last Cherem in the history of Klai Yisrael that I know of, where they did it out of love, and they did it with a lot of uh, grief and sadness, and they still held he was the Godlord there. But he basically retired to his uh, private base Medrash, and he wasn't part of the Sanhedrin anymore, and he wasn't part of the Masamatan. And that went on for a long time. When he was sick, and they realized he was very sick, so the Tamidim, who learned by him, previously came to visit him. That's the context. There's a second line. Rabbi Lezer, Nichzor, Rabbi Kiva, Chaveir, Levakroy, 
Who Yeshua became Shalom and Yeshua betrachlin Shaloi. It's Don Chayim. He can't go into Alamasi. He was in his Mokom and they stayed at a distance. Let's see. I'm Arab Shabbos. How you have a Nichas Horkin is Benoi. His brother was a Ben Horkinus. His son was named Horkinus also. And his son came in to take off his tefillin. It was pretty close to Shabbos. Very interesting that they visited Arab Shabbos. Obviously, they were staying somewhere very close by, or they were put up over there. Why did they visit Erev Shabbos right before Shabbos? It's, it's, you'll see in a moment. It was like right before Shkia. The answer is, first Seder was over, and second Seder, what, what else do you... I assume, but why did they come... It so, sounds like it's right before Shabbos, because the reason Horkinus came in to take off his tefillin is because it's going to be Shabbos soon, and he thought that his father was not aware, and when he started like trying to take them off, he realized his father was very aware. Garba, Vyasa, and Azifa. And he told them, go prepare for Shabbos. This is not your primary concern now, and I'm not worried about Benish Moshe. Shabbos, even as not Zman Tfilin, is not an issue because it's not Osir. The Shailin, Allah Lamaisa, Tfilin, Muksa, as a Klishmatul Isser, is it Isser Bechlal? Is it Zayar Kaddish holds Osir with Tfilin on Shabbos? We hold it's not a Chiv. I'm saying we, and then the regular, regular Shachanarosh can affect the uh, Muksa status. Either way, he had more time, and he said, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Help your mother. Get ready for Shabbos. Shabbos is in five minutes. Okay. So he was clearly um, uh, with all his faculties uh, till the very end, as we'll see, and his son uh, learned that very quickly. So he thought it was such a strong reaction that maybe he's already in and out, and he overheard that apparently. He said, if anything, you're the one not thinking it through. He says, it's a few minutes before Shabbos. This is an important, this, this Leolano happens. There are people who, Rav Kaisrol keeps 18 minutes. You're trying to keep 40 minutes. I would strongly suggest 18 minutes comes from the Shir of Rabbalism and Mitzu holds that Shkia is 18 minutes before what we call Shkia as in sunset. So if you're picking a Zman for the Sefer Shabbos and it's a buffer zone, 18 minutes is a good start, but why not be Yetzi, the Sheet of the Aram, who holds, if you go further, you're already in Banish Moshes, and it's a Safi Skila. That's a good idea. You should lie. They have a bigger buffer zone. The, the sirens go off already. They, they mock up 40 minutes, which is a good idea. There are some people, I'm sure you've heard of such a thing, and maybe met some people who heard or misunderstood that 18 minutes is really just like a minig, and if you're running late, you can go up to 17 or 16 or something like that. So, did they hear right? Did they hear wrong? So, I don't want to, well, maybe I, since it's only between us. So, is that right or wrong? If it's an emergency, well, it better be right in theory, because I know some men who drive to shul. Not just 18 minutes from um, one of the advantages of having mincha, like 15 minutes before Shkia is, hopefully people will be driving earlier. Sometimes cars pull in with 18, but I'm not sure 18 what. Uh, I'm not sure what the dimension there is. Uh, minutes, that's a little scary. Okay, it's a very high mission, but you shouldn't get anywhere near Shkia, which is what Rabbalaz is getting upset about over here. And the problem is, I know people who called me, obviously after Shabbos, because if they called me a minute before Shabbos with the Shaila, they wouldn't reach me, because I'm hopefully in shul, and I wouldn't be picking up the phone. Our clocks are not that accurate, and the Zmanim are not that accurate, and if it's a minute before Shkia, it might be Shkia already. But uh, I've received Shailas where, um, I don't know, I didn't know what to do. Should I have, uh, at that point, uh, lit candles or not? I said, what point? I said, I don't know, it was like a minute before Shkia. I said, how in the world did you get to a minute before Shkia? 
So at that point, I usually hear a crack and they say, well, the story starts many years ago. I know the story starts many years ago. Usually 10, 15 years ago, when I just married, and of course I got married, and 18 minutes was Kaddish Kadashim. And then one time they were in a big rush, and then I figured 18 minutes, okay, it's only a buffer zone, blah, 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 if it's anywhere near Shkia with any suffix, any combination, don't light. It's a mitzvah's ase drabonon. It doesn't pay to get into a mitzvah's ase drabonon for an isra suffix. And how do you get such a shayla if there's an 18 minute buffer zone? The answer is if something's not kadashikadash and you chip away, then all of a sudden it's a slippery slope. That's just in life in general, but I've had that shayla far too many times from people. And I, and I usually tell them, no, they should not have lit if they did. Or if they didn't, it's a good thing you didn't. But we've got to fix this. This can't be every other week. It's within a few minutes. So that's the um, important thing. And that's the point of this Gemara. He says, that, why are you worried about my tefillin? There's no Isser. I can wear it a few more minutes. There's no Isser going on. And uh, you didn't do Adlaka's neighbors yet. Kim Sham so the Tamid of visiting saw that he was certainly very much focused. They came and they sat down a little closer, but still out of Dalamis. He was still officially in the Chayim. And he looks up, he sees them. Why'd you come? So, how do you answer that question? Why did they come before we get to the answer printed in the Gemara? The answer is going to be, we can't turn. Well, for a day when the only day you don't have Seder is a few hours before Shabbos, that's an interesting time to come and learn. So why'd they come? They came because it was a shmu that he was very, very ill. So lesson number two over here in this Gemara, we even get to the main lesson in the Gemara, is if later you visit a chayla, a chayla masukin, you walk in, he says, oh, why'd you come? You don't say, because I heard you're not going to make it. And you're very sick. That's a ridiculous answer. So the Gemara, without even spelling this out, double push it. We came to learn. It's just, you know, good opportunity. I'm not going to spell it out. Whether you figured that out or not, uh, it's a different story. But Tartanao, he didn't figure it out because I don't think they had any doctors or machines there letting them that they hate. They see there's uh, something on the, uh, the line that's getting flat. He was talking, he was sitting there. So if he didn't know, nobody knew. And if he did know, and why did he ask? But whatever, if, you, if the question comes, you don't answer the question directly. That's uh, Dover Pushit. So, Amalahem, so he gave them serious Musa here. Vadachshav, Lamalabasim. So, using their answer, even though that wasn't necessarily the real answer behind the story at this point in time. But they did come to learn. They wanted to hear some Torah from him besides to say goodbye, possibly. And. He said, where were you all these years? The question's fascinating. Where were you all these years? He knew he was in Chayim. They knew he was in Chayim. They're still sitting down Ramas as they're discussing this. So what's the Shaila? No? What is he asking? They're sitting five Ramas away. So I think the Pasha Shaila is, the Shaila is, if you came to learn and there's what to learn from me, so come and sit five Ramas away. Well, why did you not come? He's talking to the G'dayli Adar of the next generation. These are his Talmidim Mufakim. So he said, well, why don't you come learn anyway? We would have figured it out. To which they gave an answer again, 
you don't want to get a chayla upset. We didn't have time. Is that true? That's true. They were, besides Rabbi Lazar, before he retired, we're talking about Rakiva Chaver, the busiest people in Klai Yisrael. He's not going to accept that answer, and he's not standing on ceremony for his covet. He's trying to show them, you have a Rebbe, you can learn from him, where were you? And um, the response is pretty scathing, even though he cared about them a lot, obviously. Amal Lahen, one of the most jarring uh, exchanges in all of Shas, probably. He loved his Talmudim dearly. He says, I don't think there's almost like a Merah Rabboi, but they weren't Merah they just weren't Merah. They didn't learn. You would think that's more Kal, but Merah This is uh, not taking the opportunity for a long time. And he said that for their Madrega, that's uh, a severe issue. He says, your Mises is going to be worse than Kachavi. And the reason is, Rabbi Kiva was the brightest of everyone. He had the ability to learn the most. And Rabbi Leza was very upset. And why is he mentioning this now? If he can't fix it, the answer is he wants them to convey to their Tamidim, I guess, that you can't do this again. He took his two arms, he put it in his heart, and he said, these two arms are like Shtei Sifrei Terah, and he wasn't saying this with any bit of gaiva, obviously. And the marshal here, to two Sifrei Terah, and they're rolled up, and nobody opened them, and I didn't give over what I could give over. I learned a lot from my rabbin, but I didn't even get what a dog would lick out of an ocean, meaning I only got a drop out of my rabbin. Imagine what his rabbin knew. He used the lotion of the kel of licking when it came to him, but he didn't want to use that lotion when it came to his tamidim. So he says, they didn't even get out of me taking from an, um, like an eyedropper. And uh, you could have had so much more. We'll get to the next part of the sentences. We're out of time already. So Mitzvah Shem will pick up the Gemara tomorrow.